Picture the scene. You're out on a quiet street. You're listening to a podcast. Suddenly, you're approached by brightly haired women wearing pansexual pride flags as capes. They remind you to drink plenty of water and to text your friends more often. The pavement turns into rainbows and it's raining shiny glitter. You're not on drugs. You've entered the Queer and Pleasant Strangers Zone. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Aris Magadet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies talk about our weeks and do silly voices and skits and generally just try and make each other have a bit of a giggle and catch up on what we've been doing when we've not been in the same place as each other in the week. Yeah. How's your week been? It's been really hecking good. We've had a good one this week, haven't we? Yeah, we've had some big stuff this week. Yeah, we had some yeah. some, some big things. We yeah. uh, we went we went out partying. That was that was that was out. pretty big. We, yeah, that was, yeah. That was good. That was... had a had a very good night partying. We did. We but, we partied well. We danced well. We chatted to many yeah. friends and and stuff. The the theme of the night out we went on involved rainbows, which is a thing we're both very on board with. We like lots of color. Kit for that. We already had many rainbow things to wear mm-hmm. and ray guns, which is like that's just like flashing coloured lights that's great yeah so uh, I spent uh, uh, at least half an hour of that uh, ducking round corners with my light up ray guns because um, <laughs> uh, I, I, lo- I forgot to pack my bubble solution for my bubble guns so Aww. I just had bright shiny shiny lights that I could sort of duck around corners and occasionally getting hit in the face with nerf guns see lots I, of people with nerf guns I, I own many many plastic ray guns basically from the era that I was doing um Michael Mooker Romance Danger Days uh costumes because like that was a thing I did for a while. Uh, Jane is mapping na 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 from all security. Yeah, and, <laughs> uh, oh, I'll sing that whole song ver- verbatim if I have to. Um, so it was very nice to have an excuse to be like, ah ha ha! It's been a few years since that album came out. Now there's an excuse for me to get out. There are small child screaming outside our home. There is. I think somebody set fire to them. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah, it was a nice excuse to get out my, my ray guns and be like, yeah, they do all flashy things and light up. As that's that's pretty cool. I like that. Mm. Yeah. Is there anything else we want to talk about a week that doesn't fit into those those categories? Uh, oh, I'm sure there was something else. But oh, we'll I'm sure there's, that up later. there's there's something else. I'm sure we'll remember it before the end. Yeah, you know, yeah. some, something that we did I, this uh, week. I, I started my BSL course. Oh, I need to find that website or that app you've been using because it mm. looks really useful. Yeah, I've been I've been I've been getting faster at f- reading finger spelling. Yeah, so you've been doing a thing where it'll like flash up on the screen several like finger spelt British Sign Language letters, letters, and you have to type in what the letters spelt. Yes. Yeah, which yeah. seems like a good thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I still occasionally get confused by the uh, the I's and the O's uh, uh, for for doing the because the uh, your non-dominant hand will be from thumb to little finger will be uh, A E I O U. Uh, and for some reason I keep getting I and O around the wrong way uh, And you've said you have a similar problem Yeah, I, I get the A and the U I can do at that like really fast speed you were doing mm. The E, I, O mm. I have to like I have to stop and count around the fingers to get to The E, I, E, I, O For anyone that's interested in learning BSL What is this resource you're using? Uh, 
Oh, hang on. Are you gonna have to look this up? Because I've I've been asking you about this. I wanna I wanna I wanna see <laughs> is this, this myself. The best way to nail me down. This is the best <clears throat> way to get you to actually like tell me what this is. Is to make you look it up on the podcast. It's uh, British-sign.co.uk. And is this? And uh, there is. It's. Um, yeah. I think it's about nineteen twenty pounds. Uh, and that will get you a access to uh, the course for a year, and I think you get access to the like the coursework bits for like the for longer than that. Oh, it might be two years, um, but uh, um, uh, unfortunately, a lot of it's Java powered, so it doesn't really work on my phone. But I do, I, oh. I do plan to sit down in front of my PC and, and do the uh, um, learning numbers. Yeah. I think I I've learnt one version of numbers, but apparently, like. After you get to five, there are three UK regional variations <laughs> on six to ten. Oh, gosh. So uh, that, that's what a fun one to work out. I, I know a version of, of six to ten, but... Um... Yeah, it's, it's it's one of those I've been wanting to get back into BSL for the longest time, and we need yes. to do this together, because yes. both of us want to do it. Um, yep. I made a new friend when we were out on our night out, who uh, who mainly speaks BSL. Uh, mm-hmm. They very usefully also had a uh, tablet with them that night, so we were able to type stuff back and forth, because I was like, mm. I know a little bit of BSL, but it's not very good, and unless you want me finger-spelling my conversations, yeah. it's going to take a while. I can ask your name and, and, yeah. and, and stuff. I can do basic conversational bits, uh, oh. but much beyond that. I'll try again next time, but mm. I I want to like next next time that I see them when we're out on a night out dancing, it'd be it'd be nice to be able to slightly more confidently uh, sign with them. Hmm. So yeah, and I I've been watching more um, YouTube videos because there's lots of uh, groups or individuals that do BSL videos. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the names of any of the channels yet. But um, I, w- I will probably bring that up in a future episode because if, if anyone has any I'm really more into my BSL. yeah, if anyone's got any really good recommendations, please send them my way. And, Definitely, yeah, send them our way. Mm. All right, should we jump into the first segment of the show? Leaps wildly towards the first section of the show. What have we played this week? Oh, hang on, I'm not on that page. Uh, I'm not on that bit of the list. Uh, do want to scroll up? Well, I've finally finished the way remastered. Oh, how'd you find it? Ah, uh, it turned into slightly bullshit platforming towards the end. <laughs> Uh, that's not a game known for its uh, good precision platforming, huh? It went from uh, like quite uh, an interesting little uh, puzzle game with some platforming in it, in a in a sort of um, uh, flashback, uh, another world style goodness, which I, which I was sort of very much enjoying. Uh, to harder puzzles, harder puzzles, and then just absolute bullshit platforming, and and some of some of the puzzles were pretty fucking evil um but i and and while i was trying to work it out i realized that obviously the remastered version is slightly different to the original <laughs> they've actually made it easier <gasps> like some of the, some of the puzzles were just monumental bullshit <laughs> Um, they're still bullshit, but they're slightly less bullshit. They are like, and I am very glad I didn't play the original because I, having watched some of these videos, it's like that's I, I perhaps you thought your game was a bit short and you needed to extend it, but there, there's uh, one puzzle that I I got to where you're pirate pi, pirating, piloting this little drone around, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm not really sure what I'm doing. It doesn't seem to be doing what I want it to do. Um, uh, I, I finally worked it out and I managed to, to do the solution um, and I got stuck on the next bit to the point where I was convinced that I was just in the wrong place and I had to go somewhere else 
Because this this jumping puzzle felt just so very wrong. Like, may, maybe there's something I pull and it gets run of, rid of one of these spike pits and, and that's how I get across. No, no, it, it turns out that uh, I it's just this ridiculous bit of uh, precision jumping while you're sliding down a hill. <laughs> um, and... Uh, I think that was something like 40 minutes of me just constantly dying, falling down this hill. Uh, luckily they've moved the spawn point from the original version of the game, because it used to take you much further back. Um, so, so yes, it, 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 it was nice to look at, it had some interesting graphics, and for at least most of the game... It, it was quite fun, but towards the end, it does turn into absolute bullshit. A little bit of a of a chore to get to the end of. Yeah, and then there's a, there are a few puzzles towards the end of that that don't explain themselves at all. You just have to fiddle them about with them, uh, almost brute force them until something happens, and then you start to get an idea of how it works. Uh, yeah, kind of shit. But yeah, what, what you what you play? Uh, I can talk about a game now. I went and played last week at Sega Sega's UK offices. Sega. I went and played um, a very small demo of Team Sonic Racing. Uh, so basically, the best way I can describe this game is if if you've played games like say Mario Kart, it's probably like the obvious comparison. You sort of kart races. You pick up items. You fire weapons and stuff. Like, yeah, I'm going to fire some things, shoot some other people, try and come in first place. It's all a bit cartoonish and exaggerated. It's that with Sonic characters, Mm -hmm. but there's something different about this one. And the thing that's different is rather than being like just racing as an individual and being like, I came first, therefore I, I did best in that race. You race as a team of three, so you've got 12 vehicles on track four teams of three and each team of three gets each person in that team gets scored based on what how well they do so mm. you know how in mario kart you come in first you get what like 15 points whoever comes in second gets 12 or whatever it is those points allocations still happen but then they add up your team and they go okay well you got first but someone in your team got eighth and someone got ninth so your team came like second overall And the idea of this is to encourage players to not just go, I'm the best at racing, I win, but to be like, no, I'm going to work as a team. And the way that you work as a team is you've got a bunch of team-based abilities. So, you know in, say, a Mario Kart, you're in first place and you get a shell and you're like, really, I don't need this. Hmm. There's no reason I would need this shell in first, I'm ahead of everyone. You've got button, you can offer it to your teammates. If your teammates are behind you, you can say, hey... Either of you want this item, and one of them can go, yeah, I'll accept it. It warps over to them, and then they've got an item to try and get further ahead. Um, Conversely, if you're lagging behind and you, like, I need something to help, you can request and go, hey, any of my team got an item they don't need, they can pass it over to you. Um, There's a lot of things that you can do collaboratively that are like, if you're near another racer on your team, you can both get a speed boost if you drive sort of in line with each other. Um, If you do lots of collaborative things together and spend lots of time near each other on the track, you'll get a big speed boost for your team. And basically it just encourages a little more cooperation and takes away a little bit of that issue that you can have with games like Mario Kart, where 
you have that one person at the party who's played it up to 200cc, played every cart backwards in mirror mode, in like reversing with no items, and they play with other people, and it's like, this is not fun, we know who's going to win. Oh. It's now a little bit like, no, 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 you, we've all got to do well. They've got to, they've got to, you know, stick back and help the team, mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed. It was a very limited demo, like, there was one track and, like, two teams to try out, and I think it was only single player in the demo, but okay. what I played was really interesting. I had a lot of fun with it. Any particularly interesting characters? Uh, it was the most predictable six characters they could have put in a Sonic racing game. Mm. You could play as the team that was Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles, mm-hmm. or you could play as Team Dark, which was Shadow the Hedgehog, Rouge the Bat, and Omega the Robot, I think? The the people from the, the the bat and the robot from Shadow the Hedgehog were in there, but yeah, Shadow. I I need to show you how I need to show you that game someday so you can see how terrible it was and why I love it so much. Will we be, will we be playing MCR in the background while playing? Um, it won't be MCR, but it might as well be. Ooh, um, about some Fallout Boy. Uh it. I was about to sing a song pretend and go like, oh yeah, this is a song from Shadow the Hedgehog. No, it was act- what I was about to sing was actually a, a song from a Yu-Gi-Oh movie, but it was tonally very similar. If anyone out there has watched uh, Yu-Gi-Oh the first movie, uh, Kaiba's song when he's in the Kaiba jet that's like, don't say if I were you or tell me what you'd do if you were in my shoes because you're not me. That that very angsty song feels very. It feels like it'd be at home in a Shadow the Hedgehog. Yes. Um, but yeah, I I didn't get to see a great deal of that game, but what I played seemed really fun. I'm like mm. the the focus on co-op is a really good idea for this game because most of the Sega Sonic Racing games have kind of just lived in the shadow of Mario Kart. It's like it's not as good as Mario Kart, but it's multi-platform, I guess. Mm. This is something that like really sets this one apart, so go with them. Nice. Yeah, what about you? What else have you played? I haven't really had time to play anything else. I did download the Pokemon Quest oh. with the the Pokemon that, uh, that looked like yeah. they're from Zookeeper. They look like <laughs> the sort of like little Lego blocky creature things. Yeah. I... Zookeeper? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and that sort of pixel blocky that's, style. That's the only other thing I've played this week, so should I talk a bit about it because I played some of it? Tell things that you got to play. So, uh, yeah, Pokemon Quest is a new little Pokemon game that's on the Switch at the moment. I think it's coming to to, to phones soon. Mm-hmm. And it definitely feels like a mobile game. Like, I I would honestly rather play this on a phone than the Switch. Because, like, it's the kind of game I want to pull out for five minutes on a train, mess around with for a second, and then put away. Mm. Like, I don't want to take my Switch out to play this. It's... Kind of an RTS, kind of an MMO type thing, but very, very simplified. Mm. Uh, your Pokemon run around a field battling other Pokemon. They do auto attacks. You've got cooldown timers for a couple of other attacks, like one of which might be a strong forward attack and one might be an area of effect or something. Okay, so like Xenoblade. It, kind of like your Xenoblade. Um, you can set the the thing to almost like auto run, so you can be like automatically run towards enemies and automatically do your auto attack if you want. And most of it is just manage your team and your team's attacks, get resources, power up your Pokemon, get some new Pokemon into your park, keep going out, fight some more Pokemon. It's a fun little distraction. Um, 
it's very clearly a mobile game in that you can do five levels a day, or not per day, I think it's like 22 hours that there's this timer. It's like, ah, oh, you, you ran out of energy, either pay or wait 22 hours. It's one of those kind of things. Do you think you would consider paying for it? Here's the thing. If there was... If I could pay 15 quid and just go... Uh, 15, 20 quid and go... Turn off the, the game. Yeah, now. turn off the timer. I have the game. I would probably sit at home and play this and play the whole thing through and really enjoy it and mm. happily give them that 20 quid. As it is now, I don't want to give them money because you can give them money to speed up the timer, not to get rid of it entirely. And that's like... Ugh. Even if I... That's the thing. It's even if I spend money, I'm still not going to be able to play this game as much as I would like, whenever I would like. Do we know how much faster it is? Uh, there's a percentage. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't enough that you could it, continuously play the it game. It wasn't enough that I would feel I could just keep playing to my heart's desire without having to think about the timer. Mm. So that's that's a bit of a shame. And when it comes out on phones, I might well pick it up again because. Those kind of timer-based things, I'll totally pull that out for, like, half an hour at lunch, mess around with it on my phone, put my phone away, come back to it a day later. But I don't want to play my Switch that way. Like, a console, I want to be able to sit down and just play a game through while I've got the chance. Yeah. It is out on mobile, isn't it? It's, it is coming to mobile. Oh, I, don't, okay. I don't know. I heard someone say it wasn't out yet on mobile. I think it was within the month. Okay. But I might be wrong. Yeah, that's all I've played this week. Anything else for you? Nope, that's it. That's us played. Alright, well in that case, time for another thing. Hey kids! Do you want to play the latest game that all the cool kids are playing? Yeah! Do you want to learn what to do to escape? Escape from the terrifying, crippling dead of previous generations? Yeah! That's why all the kids are slowly becoming socialists and communists. Yeah! That's right, kids. Voice over person, how do we become a socialist or communist? That's easy, kids. You just ignore everything the previous generations did, scrimp and save, and hope that they've not fucked you up too badly. Reject money. Reject capitalism. Be you nice. Can do it. Be nice to the people around you. Support those less fortunate. That's right, and sh no, remember, no platform those bigots. Yay, this sounds like the best game, you're right! Oh, hello, hello, Janice. Oh, hello, Agnes. Oh, I brought down my Xbox, the Xbox One today. Yes, yes, very good. Could, then we can play something like Call of Duty. Yes, got got my headset on. Let's uh, let's pound some noobs. What? Oh yes. Oh, get down, get down, you fucking scrub. Yeah, get down, scrub. Smile, bring us more sherry and pounding noobs. Oh, I need another brandy with which to increase my kill streak. Yes, oh goodness. It's quite strong one. Another of those! Oh, the straw. Uh, that headshot is not fair. We had lag. It was lag's fault. It wasn't because we, we had too many sherries, no. Too much lag. 
I'm going to phone up the internet service provider and have very serious words. I have I do, do fucking scrubs. Uh, I'm trying to, to get all these. Where's, where's my, my CD-ROM with which I get my 30 minutes free internet? Where did I put that? I think I've been using it as a coaster, dear. Oh, yeah, well, there's probably a phone number on that AOL disc that'll tell us how to, how to get them to fix the internet so they stop killing us. Yes, yeah, a serious lag. What's your ping, dear? Yes, it's, 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 uh, well, I haven't pinged in a very long time, actually. It's, oh. it's a rather embarrassing state of affairs. We can arrange to have someone ping you if we need. Oh, goodness, goodness. We well, have the technology. Oh, right, right. Well, uh, we've only got we've only got one round left on the batch. Uh, oh no, the battery's running out from my bloody controller. Oh goodness, I told you we should have got the PS4. You can plug a rechargeable cable into that. You don't have to put the batteries in. I'm an Xbox girl through and through. None of you PlayStation noobs. I'm terribly sorry. I'm actually quite a Switch girl myself. I've heard about you being a switch, dear. Oh. <laughs> well, until next time, dear. Yes, yes, yes. Right, shall we start up another round? No. Of Sherry's. <laughs> so, what have you put in your eye holes? What have I put in my eye holes? Yeah. Uh, the main thing I put in my eye holes is we went and saw uh, that Han Solo film last night. Yeah, we did. Solo, a Star Wars story. A Star Wars story. A Star Wars story. What, what, do, you, what do you think of the Solos? It, it, it was entertaining. I I think it suffered from... I'm, I'm going to be a little critical at first. I think it suffered from the same problem that Rogue One suffered with. Oh. In that I don't think its opening 30 minutes is great. I think that it spends a bit too long going, here's not really a good idea of the overarching plot and we're kind of telling you things and trying to get through a lot of plot quickly to get to the bit we want, actually want to tell you. you know, establishing down. a universe you've literally never seen before because you're so... you Because you've usually got so much background from yeah. previous Star Wars. Here's the thing, like, that, that, that new solo Star Wars film... Mm. It starts with a title crawl explaining Han Solo is uh he's on a planet. It's not very good there, and you gotta steal to get by. But he doesn't want to have that life forever. And I I was reading that go and and then watched the opening of the film, and I was like, we could have picked that up from context. See, I'm like there are things about that opening where I'm like. Don't explain to us. Just show us that opening cool chase scene. Show did. no tell. Yeah, show no tell. Um, and I think they definitely like tried to rush through a lot of like things that deserved more time to them. Like there's that whole bit where it goes three years later, and then suddenly they've just leapt into a very intense moment. You have to care about. I didn't think like the... I, yeah, I don't think we needed that three years. Yeah, I I agree, but I also would go like. They tried to jump from important moment to important moment and didn't really bridge them very well. There was a lot of just, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the... Okay, now's the, the modern day plot. That's that's what making complaints. Uh-huh. Um, also, <laughs> predict that, that main plot. It was easy to predict what that main plot was going to be. Han Solo, what's he famous for, huh? Um, s- smooching women without permission. I was going to go more for Kessel Runs. Ah, but... ah, yes. But, like, those are some complaints I have. But overall, like, I had a fun night at the cinema. Like, it... Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. But um, I think, like, 
in in an, in a different way it did suffer from the same problem that Rogue One had it's it's almost like with the the a Star Wars series uh, a Star Wars story series there um it, it's more sort of gritty edgy um fanboy fan service which is interesting because the 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 edgy fanboys that I, I see online really seem to like those films. I wanted darker, I wanted darker. <laughs> and then you've got the, the main series that is is, is a bit more uh, family friendly. I, I I wonder how much of the, the fan service stuff is down to the fact that these are, by their very nature, retconned prequel stories. Yeah. It's like we're telling, we've got to fit these into existing architecture so we can't wildly branch who these characters are, so we might as well yeah. Do a bunch of referencing to who they're known to be. Yeah, um, and and I I mentioned last night that I felt that this one was quite fan servicey in other ways as well. <laughs> um, I can't remember what the the first one was now. I remember now I remember the second one that I couldn't remember last night. <laughs> um, so there was obviously the whole Castle Run issue. He's a bit of a rogue. We need <laughs> Chewie and see how that all got going. And um and the the bit that just had me sort of giggling quietly in the cinema was um the mention of Terras Kazi and all I could think about was that god awful PS one <laughs> game Masters of Terras Kazi. Uh, so like I th- I think my ultimate takeaway from that film was like it it was an enjoyable film mm. for sure like it it was not the best Star Wars film by a long shot it was you know it had a weirdly paced intro and it, you know, was just kind of, like, playing a lot of things very safe, but I very much enjoyed the actor who played Han. I thought he was, like, a really good young Han. He was a good young Han. Um, I loved the Han and Chewie interactions we got. Like, yeah. the story of how, like, they came together and, like, all their interactions, really heckin' good. Yeah. I thought there was a lot of really good humour to it. I thought... Donald Glover was a, a very good uh, Lando. Oh, he was a great Lando. He he was pretty fab. Um, we had a more a more diverse cast than I was expecting because I was just expecting this to be this 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 the mangas as end of the day Star Wars film. It's like no no, there's some cool diverse yeah. stuff going on. We saw some early rebellion stuff, which was quite nice. It it was a good enjoyable film. Like mm. I'm not gonna be. I'm not going to be rushing back to like rewatch this the way I did episode seven and eight. Mm. I think I think one thing this really did for me is it really solidified for me why I enjoy episode seven and eight so much. Mm. Is that they they're not trying so hard to fit into what to fit with what's come before, mm. and they're just giving themselves a bit more room to be like, let's have a bit of fun. Let's let's tell let's fun. Be let's let's be that. creative and tell some fun new stories in this world. I'm yeah. Like, it, it, yeah, it was it was nice to see some new um, stormtrooper. Uh, oh yeah, sort of styles mm. because, like, obviously they are the bad guys, and we're not supposed to like them at all. But it, I do really like like a lot of the Empire designs, ship designs, and character designs. Um, I, you know, not right. not not worshiping or anything, but I just think it, it's quite uh, quite quite a cool style. I. I also really like, as a contextual thing, and this is like fairly early on in the film, a fairly minor thing, Han goes and joins a war effort at one point, and I think that that's very interesting because it's very easy in stories like this to paint every soldier in an army as 
they're on the evil side. But I think they did a good job of going, hey, sometimes people join the military for the for because they don't really have another option. And that's a thing that is probably true in real life a bit. Like, hey, sometimes the people who end up in wars aren't necessarily there because they care about the cause. They might just be there because... Yeah, they're there because they have no other choice, huh? Yeah. Um, it was visually impressive. There was some interesting uh, character designs. With the uh, sort of retcon ones, the the, the uh, Star Wars stories, uh, I, f- I find the some of the ship design stuff a little bit weird. Because unless it's sort of derivative of something that comes later, like that looks sort of a bit uh, precursory, there's a couple of ships in that that I'm just like, okay, well that's completely new. <laughs> Um, and, and not seen in anything else. And I, okay, I'm sure Starship design is, is it, most of the stuff that's going to be matching is going to be obviously the military ships, which is yeah. why we see uh, endless repeats of um, TIE fighters, TIE bombers, X wings, Y wings, B wings. Yeah. So, I mean, there was a lot of that. But yeah, visually impressive, nice. It made me want to catch up with Rebels. Uh, yeah. Won't spoil, but there, there was a bit in there that made me think, I. I think I watched Rebels up to the end of season two, and you're now like, "Huh, I wanna, I wanna see more of I'm, what's I'm, going on I'm, with that I thing." I wanna know, and if any any of that f- has anything to do with um, other tie-in stuff, but because I, I think the pro- I know because Rebels is one of the few things that's still canon. Yes. Um. So it's nice to sort of try and squeeze that in, and I I wanna wanna get to that. But yeah, uh, not the best, not the best Star Wars, certainly, but uh, it's certainly enjoyable. It's a good evening out. I enjoyed it as a night out at the movies more than I've enjoyed a lot of things, even if it, in in the Star Wars line, is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's it's a conversation piece, Um, and (laughs) didn't you say, like, a quarter of the audience left... Oh, okay, yes, a quarter of the audience did walk out two-thirds of the way in. However, in our defence, the screening only had nine, 12 people in it, um, and three people walked out. Yeah. But the impression I got is that um, the group of three who walked out, when they were walking in, two of them, like, it was two girls and a guy, and the two two women in the group were like, so what is this we're seeing? Mm-hmm. I don't get the impression they like were Star Wars people. No. I think it was maybe a case of like, why have you dragged us to this film in this series we don't that's not yeah. really for that we that we just don't personally enjoy. They didn't seem to care and they were talking a lot. Yeah, I think <laughs> if you, anything I was quite happy they left. Oh, yeah, they were the loudest ones in the screening. I think there was a certain amount of like, okay, fine, I'll come back and watch it yeah. by myself. Yeah. Uh, have you he, watched anything else? Uh, we started watching a thing that just wasn't grabbing us. <laughs> Watch the Children of the Whales. The Children of the Whales. So we started watching this uh, Netflix original anime series called Children of the Whales. Uh, some people live on some like big rock whales in a sand desert, and some people have magic powers. But if you're one of, I think it's about eighty percent of people have magic powers, and if you have the magic powers, you live, live considerably less time. Yeah. So the people who don't have magic, the unmarked, uh, end up living longer, and as a result, end up in positions of like m- uh, military, government, uh, education, because they've had more time to learn things and Ooh. see the world. Which, like, I will say for that, like half an episode we watched, it reminded me a lot of the whole thing of um, My Hero Academia, which is like 
about 90% of people have superpowers, but some people don't. But it was more interesting that they did contextualise it with there is something beneficial to not having powers. It was just, like, very slow and weirdly paced speech. It just wasn't quite grabbing me. I think we got about 20 minutes into it and went, "Uh, let's do something else. Yeah, it's... To be fair, we were pretty exhausted from the night before. It's, It's the thing, like, talking about the premise to you now, I'm like, that premise sounds interesting. It was the presentation that wasn't grabbing me. Yeah, it's oddly animated. Um, yeah. It doesn't have as much detail as um, some anime. It's, it's got um, nice colour use. Nice colour use. The character design in itself is quite good. And for static images, it looks quite good. The... But when it starts moving, it feels a bit patchy. Yeah, the thing I think that was catching me is it felt... The dialogue style felt very familiar to people who watched, like, 90s dubbed anime, where it's like, all of it is spoken in very prim and proper posh English. And it was Funimation, wasn't it? Um, no, I thought it was, was it? I thought it was Netflix original. Why do I have Funimation in my head? Uh, oh, you fun- have the app. Yeah, the Funimation app, because that's what I was watching um, uh, My Hero Academia on. But, um... Yeah, it felt it felt very much like watching something like the Inuyasha dub or the um, Roroni Kenshin dub, where it's very, oh, we're going to talk in very prim and proper English, and we're going to have lots of pauses while we talk, very much like we're reading a Roald Dahl book. It just, it feels very much like it's being sterilely writ- read from a like a British children's book mm. more than it is how people would talk. Mm. Which I think was my issue with that first episode. Oh. I'm kind of tempted to jump back into it at some point, but it just wasn't grabbing me that day. Yeah, certainly worth a, worth a look. What about you? Um, we watched an episode of uh, Agretsuko. Oh, Agretsuko. Yeah. Uh, very much enjoyed that first episode, but it was a bit too aggy for the day we were it having. It was aggy. We were a bit um, delicate, so... We we were sleepy and delicate, and this show about the uh, the very stressed out um, office worker. Uh, that's one I definitely want to go back to because definitely. we were too sleepy. We were trying to find something to like doze off to, and basically, it's office work. It's something chill and fun, and Agretzko is it's, off- it's death metal, so, off- or fresh metal. Sorry. Yeah, office worker who's like kind of depressed by their like menial dead end job, so um, does death metal karaoke. Yeah, and. I that is like top of my list to go to like watch this week. Definitely, I would definitely go and and, and have a look at that. It's, it's not one. Interesting. It's not one to watch at nine a.m. when you didn't get home until eight a.m. and you hadn't slept that night. Yeah, and you want to watch like happy, cute things. Because... We we watched the good place. We dozed on and off yeah, to the good we, place. <laughs> yeah, let's put the good place on. Yeah, okay. Um, here's here's what I remember of our morning of the good place. Um, the main character arrives in, in the good in place. The good place. <laughs> um, then she's having a conversation with another character about, oh, we're both in the same situation being in the good place. I remember flying lessons sort of starting. I don't remember that. Of that. Uh, I remember when her and her soulmate uh, had the two other people turn up in the house. Yep, and one of them that. was a relationship counsellor. Yep. Those are the three things I remember from that morning of The I, Good I Place. I think that's about where we sort of gave up. And, and I'm not sure how many episodes in that was. But I felt much more rested after that. It, so we it got was... on with cartoons. <laughs> so, yes. The, the point being, Agaretsuko very much enjoyed watching 25-year-old Red Panda adventure. Oh. But I was like, this is too shouty for this morning. 
Ooh. I might watch that tomorrow evening, actually. Do you fancy some of that tomorrow I'm night? Tomorrow night. All right, well, we'll talk about some ag- ag- Agretsuko. Agretsuko? Agretsuko, Agretsuko. Uh, uh, we'll talk about that next week, I, I imagine. <laughs> uh, what, what else you got? The only other thing I've been watching this week is I've been watching a bunch of different channels do Let's Plays of Detroit, because I played that a while ago, and it's a choice-based game, and I've been very curious to be like, hey, what what does changing these choices, what's that going to make happen in other people's playthroughs? And how are other people going to respond to that game? Because it's it's a divisive one. Yeah. People have been had interesting responses to it. So uh, the two playthroughs I've been watching and very much enjoying is uh, Yogg's Cast Hannah, oh. who is lovely. Hi, Hannah. Um, and the Super Best Friends. Oh, uh, hello to them too, actually. I've been on their podcast. Didn't know that. Yeah, well, the Super Best Friend cast a while back. Oh, you've been on everything. I've been on everything. Very popular. Um, but I've been very much enjoying Yogg's cast, Hannah, and Super Best Friends play, both playing Detroit. I didn't know the Yogg's cast was still a thing. I sort of stopped listening to them years ago. They're, they're occasionally still around. Like, I'm, I'm going to be honest, Hannah's the only one I still watch. My my thing with Yogg's cast was, oh, I've really got into this Minecraft thing. <laughs> I, I wonder if there's like anyone on YouTube that does any interesting stuff. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, these guys seem to have all the good information about about this. Oh, Simon seems to be kind of a dick. Oh, Lewis is um also kind of a dick. I okay. Well, maybe not so bad. Oh no, definitely a dick. Ah, uh, okay. Well, Hannah's all right, and she does stuff. Duncan seems okay. Oh no, Duncan's kind of a dick as well. You know what? Oh, and and Shin's awful. Uh, and and I'm not a huge fan of uh. I... So, yeah, there's there's I, a lot of problematic stuff around I, those officers. I became aware of uh, Yogg's cast through a band called Area 11, who did a lot of ah, their yes. outro music, yes. but I found them separately. Um, but I, I, I watch, uh, I'm subscribed to both Anna and Kim, and I've not watched any of Kim's uh, playthroughs in a while, but... I think uh, she was taking a break when I last watched yeah. any of her stuff, and I sort of drifted away from the New York cast in general. I, I watch little bits of, of their stuff sometimes. Like, I've, I've not been watching Hannah's uh, God of War, I know she's been playing, but mm. I have been watching her uh, Detroit one, so mm. I'll jump in and out sometimes, depending on the game. I think the last Hannah thing I watched was Aline Noir. <laughs> oh, heck. Which gives you some idea of how long ago it was. <laughs> what about you? Have you watched anything else? Uh, yeah, I watched a TED talk called A Healthy Economy Should Be Designed to Thrive and Not Grow. Uh, by Kate Raworth. Uh, it's uh, talking about how an economy uh, must be uh, regenerative, 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 and distributive, uh, rather than just growing on and growing and growing and growing um, for the sake of shareholders or, or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and and that towards the end, she makes this really good comparison of. Um, they people in business talk about growth like it is the best thing in the world. Mm. But if a, somebody said to you, "I have a growth in an otherwise healthy system," oh, let me do the quote. Um, when something tries to grow forever in, in a, within a healthy, living, thriving system, it is a threat to the health of the whole. Why imagine that our economy is any different? Heck. So, what is this this TED talk called? Uh, it is called a healthy. Uh, a healthy economy should be designed to thrive, not grow. Kate Ranworth. Heck. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Um, talking about sort of things we can do to, to be 
less driven purely by money and more for the greater good in a cooperative, distributive and, and, and regenerative way that supports everyone rather than supporting people who want money, Ooh, money, listen, money, 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 I know. I'm, I'm, you, you, you're turning me into a big hippie too. It's all good. You, you're corrupting me with all these things of oh, we should all love each other. We and should. I feel all connected to the world. <laughs> uh, Have you watched anything else? No, it's all the things I've watched. That's all the things I've watched. <gasps> How are, you, how, are you do, how are you doing today? I'm well disappointed, right? Like, oh, why are you disappointed? Well, apparently it's like Pride Month means like all the gays and the queers and all that stuff. Then they're going on about being all proud and stuff. Like, when when's our Pride Month? Oh, when's well, straight Pride, are, eh? Are we not allowed to be proud? We're not, not allowed to be proud. My kids are a really nice painting today. Am I not allowed to be proud, my kids? No, not allowed to be proud. Not allowed to be proud to be straight be, or I, I, white I, I, or I, 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 I baked a really good cake and am I not allowed to be proud about my cake? No, can't no. be proud of knitting, can't be proud of what, what hair you've got, or if you've got hair, you can't be proud of what you had for dinner. You're only gay people are allowed to be proud of anything and I think it does not Well, what, what about... Um... Can we, like, hire a gay person in to be proud of stuff for us? Is that what we're meant to do? No. No? Apparently my brain's melted because I'm too straight and uh-huh. boring and hate. Oh, so. no. I'm melting from our lack of... Oh. Oh, no. Oh. Lean to... Oh. I've collapsed from bigotry. Oh, no. Ah. Bigotry's a melting thing. <laughs> These truths are melting things. <laughs> Apparently, bigotry causes you to melt. Too much gingito. The dissolving bigot. Now, there's a gingito book I read. <laughs> okay, <getting> on. Somewhere. Yes, that's that's why we do these shits. We make each other laugh. That's what we're doing. That's that literally the whole point of the show. Oh, how are you doing today, Kitty? My soul is black and dark, and I am sad and despondent of all the things. Oh, poor Bubby. Do you need a cuddle? No. Too many feelings, everything inside is black. To touch me would be to cover yourself in the slick oil that coats me, for I am filled with sadness and pain and darkness. Uh, how about the, uh, the catnip banana? I am a straight-edge kitty. <laughs> no, I don't. Don't. Don't do the cat drugs. What, it's your generation pushing all the drugs on, on us? Trying, if you're not trying to stop us from being one thing, you're trying to, to get us to be quiet and sit down. We won't do it, man, because we're not going to be like the man from the previous generation or, you know, non-binary person in authority. 
Meow. Mm. You seem you're not with it today, Kitty. I guess you don't want this food I have in my hand, food. then. <laughs> mummy, mummy, food, mummy, food, mummy, food. Yeah. Someone feeling rub, better now there's food, food involved. Mummy, food, rub, rub face on mummy, 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 mine, my mummy, no other person, mummy, my mummy. Okay, there's the food. What have you been putting in your ears? In my ears? Your ears! My ears! Um, well, I've not really had a lot of time for things outside of what we listened to while we were out dancing away. And I didn't... I wasn't really in any great state of face to be remembering names of tracks. And I, it was one of the only times I've been to that event and not sat there and looked at... Um, the, the list of the, what the, was... the set list. Yeah, I was the same this time, actually. Every time we've gone to this event before, I've, I've had a look at the set list. It's on when and, and where. Yeah, and this time we just kind of didn't. We just meandered around and were like, whatever we hear, we will hear. Yeah, there was some excellent techno. There was some really nice uh, drum and bass. Uh, some good uh, some good jungle at one oh, point. That, that jungle stuff at the end of the night was... That, I very much enjoyed that with the weird man who looked like he wasn't real. That was dubstep. That was all. Oh dubstep. no, that was that was the dubstep man. Was uh, it? The, that was the weird dubstep man who was very, very sort of lean, muscly, and um, he had a strobe light on him and a green light directly above him and his shirt off, and he was doing this thing where he sort of crawled up onto the the, the mixing desk between uh, and sort of dropping. He tracks was like locking and... into positions. He looked like he was a hologram. He was sort of doing pop. Yeah, I don't think the green really helped with that. <laughs> and the the strobe make him, made him look like he had quite a low frame rate. So it was a bit sort of grudge meets Snake Man. I, I kept going back and forth, being like, <laughs> "It's like that's 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 a very realistic hologram. No, that's a real person. No, it's a hologram. No, it's a person." <laughs> you you were doing quite a lot of that that night because I remember right near the beginning of the night, the guy in the um the main room near the bar. You oh. said he looked. You you and Tor said he looked like some kind of puppet man. <laughs> um, but I I I did that at um that other event we used to go to at the Camden Centre uh, when yes. it, it was at um at Jack's in London Bridge when I first started going. I thought the the guy behind <laughs> the the, the mixing oh. was some kind of puppet or animatronic. Considering he never leaves, he barely moves. He 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 never leaves the booth to to do anything. Um, I would have thought he was a fake person if you hadn't told me he was a real human. I, I, I've heard stories of, of other people who have thought similar things and sort of just gone up and poked him. <laughs> <laughs> and this strange old man with with a big toothy grin sort of leans around. <laughs> oh, hi. I, I remember the music was very good yeah, when we went in, out on Friday night. We listened to lovely music, but I... Couldn't tell you what any of it was. If we'd if we'd thought about it, we could have looked up the set list afterwards and been like, "Oh, this is probably this what we listened to." I was in no state of face to be doing things like that by the end of the yeah. night. Yeah. So, have you listened to anything outside of that? I have. I listened to my um my my uh just for you, thanks Ooh. very much from from uh, Spotify. Sadly, I haven't had time to check the lyrics, so I apologise if there's anything problematic in here. Um, but uh, it was all death metal and metal this week. 
don't know why. And some of it, some of it, quite angry sounding Russian or German metal, uh, and or German metal. Um, You've really but... convinced Spotify that you like foreign metal. I quite like Rammstein, but I've not had any of that recommended to me. Um, so uh, Angus McFife, Glory Hammer. Okay. It's, it's some quite nice metal that I quite enjoyed with some some nice uh, nice guitaring and so forth. Um, yeah, that was good. I, I, I enjoyed that. Uh, like I say, apologies if there's anything awfully problematic uh, with either the artist or the song. But uh, what I heard of it in a, a cursory listen, I really rather enjoyed. Heck, what about you? Uh, I really enjoyed a track uh, called Never Afraid mm-hmm. by MC Lars. Lars. <laughs> featuring Watsky, who I've mentioned Ooh. on here before, and Charlene Yee. Uh, so this is a rap song about books as a way to pass stories between generations. Like, it's a really positive rap about how stories... The stories that we're told keep the people who told them alive with us, and the great morals that books can teach, and how they help us develop when you're growing up. It was just a really wholesome rap track about books. Books are really hacking good. Read some some fiction books. Learn Learn about them... You know, of of mice and men and stuff. Learn learn about all these books. I enjoy books. I've never yeah. read of mice and men though. I had to read it for school. Um, it's it's a perfect book for like teaching GCSE level English because it's very heavy handed with its like parallels and symbolism, which helps to teach kids like that's what these things are. Um, I was in the bottom class. I wasn't allowed to learn, to learn things like that. Oh. Um, we got an Inspector Calls, um, which they they felt was much more simple and easier. For that them that to was one us. of the, that was one of the two books that like randomly we could have one or the other. The the good class, the the posh class that was sort of two doors Ew. down from us, they got to uh, they got to do Macbeth and kill a, to kill a mockingbird. And, and and a few other sort of. I honestly more... think you there's more you can get out of an inspector calls in a modern literary context. Was the other one they made us read? Yeah, of mice and men is the only one I remember reading at school. I'm sure we read other things. I remember of mice and men. Um, two people they go work on a farm. Everything goes a bit wrong. Um, there's there's parallels between between one of the main characters and and a dog, and there's also a creepy man who wears a glove full of Vaseline because he's a sex predator. Ah. Yeah, he I was likes... going to say, was that the the sex predator one or the the racial one? <laughs> no, no, this is the one with the sex predator who keeps his hand permanently in a Vaseline glove to like make it as soft and slimy as possible because he's a fucking sex pest. I think you can do that without being a sex pest. <laughs> Continuously wear a Vaseline glove and then talk about all of the ways you're going to touch people with your new Vaseline. Ah, uh, 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 you didn't mention that bit previously. I I I hoped that by saying he wears a Vaseline filled glove and is a sex pest that you would understand. Well, that's what I meant. Like, but, I, uh, yeah, but what I was saying was without the he tes- says these things to people. Like, you can do those things without being a sex yes, pest. But he was also a sex pest. Ah. He was creepy as fuck. Lovely. Yeah. Um. What else have you listened to? Uh I listened to a track called Wishmaster by Van Canto. How was that? It was also very good. Was metal. that more metal? <laughs> it was more metal. It was a bit more mel- melodic than some of the other stuff that's being recommended to me. Um, it was all very aggressive this week, and I was like, I'm just feeling much more chill. <laughs> <laughs> so more of more more of the chill thing, please. I'll see if I can find you any chill ones in my recommendations this Thoughts. week. Yeah. The, the next one on my list isn't isn't super chill. Okay, well, uh, what you got? What you got? 
Uh, I got a track called The Tito Beltran Massacre by fucking Werewolf Asso. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. It's an infectiously high energy, like high speed rock track. Okay. But like the guitar, the very fast, very upbeat guitar is almost underlaid with like. 8-bit electro Ooh, undertones to it. That sounds good. Um, and it's paired with, like, very screamy, like, rock metal vocals. It's There's nothing quite like it. It's, like, screamy metal vocalist over upbeat, fast, poppy guitar and and electro 8-bit stuff. It's, like, really weird. Kill. Cool. I think it's that. There's definitely nothing else quite like the Tito Beltran Massacre. Um, right. You got anything else on your list? No. Right, I'll rattle through a couple more songs then. So, I've got Depression, which is by the Homeless Gospel Choir. I've talked about this guy before. He is... Very good. Yeah, homeless, one man and a guitar, and literally he just goes around busking, playing shows, and like that's his whole living. Mm -hmm. Uh, This particular track uh, talks about the artist... um, It talks a lot about him losing track of old friends, um, talking about those friends that he lost as the sort of people who would insist he needed to go get a normal job and be a bit more normal. Um, mm. It ties, it pairs really nicely with his track, Normal, which is a song about, like, hey, why would you want to be normal? Being weird is really freaking awesome. Yes. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's singing a lot about, like, the kind of people that he lost because they wanted him to be normal, and he sort of disagrees repeatedly in the song and talks about how... This time next year, he hopes he's weirder, not more normal. Nice. Um, which I'm like, I'm really on board with that sentiment. Um, mm, same. So yeah, on top of that, he just kind of sings about sings about depression, about fear of being himself, uh, feelings of being alone and isolated. Um, he touches on some like heavy stuff, like he talks about he he feels lucky to have made it to his thirties alive. Mm. Um, he talks about that a bit in this song. He talks about fearing death. He talks about fearing not moving on in life. Um, yeah, there's just like a lot of, a lot of heavy stuff that he talks about lyrically in this track, but it's, it's very optimistic tonally in terms of the music. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of these things about like leaving behind the people that made him feel this way. Um, mm-hmm. He wants to feel happy. It, it, it builds into quite like a defiant, powerful track where his vocals get more intense and, you get the sense by the end that he's not going to let the people who made him feel that way dictate how his life goes. Mm. It's just like, it's it's a really nice arc from, like, depression through to, fuck, no, I'm not going to let you dictate my life. Heck yeah. Which is nice, yeah. I was very into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was also a track uh, called Miss Messenger by a band called Bleach Blonde. I don't know if this track is meant to be a track about trans people. But I got a very... Uh, what's the first track on Transgender Dysphoria Blues? Is it called Transgender Dysphoria Blues? I think. Talking trans, tra- Transgender yeah. Dysphoria Blues. So that, that opening track from, from that Against Me album, it feels very similar to that in that its opening lines feel like it's singing at a trans person that they're not a proper person of that gender. And then the... The per- the song subject singing back defiantly like no I'm not gonna let you make me feel that way oh okay y- yeah that's what I didn't like... get that from the bit you've written down I was like this sounds kind of transphobic <laughs> um it's 
there is definitely like the opening lines are sung from a perspective that sounds that sounds transphobic, but the impression that I got of the song, and feel free to like, I don't know the history of this band well enough mm. to know if this is accurate. It felt like the rest of the song was like in defiance of that line. So mm. I I will read that opening line and like if this is not a thing you want to hear in music, that's totally fine. Um, your entire life is a fetish. You got the looks, but you ain't got the mechanics, which is very, very, like, oh, that's fucking tough, Eric, right there. Um, But it's, like, femme vocalist punk angry rock. Um, It it just feels... It feels like it's... At least to me, it felt like it was an angry punk rock song by a female vocalist screaming into the face of transphobes. Yeah. Um, That was the read I got on it, anyway. Um, So, yeah, that's everything I listened to. Hello and welcome to another British educational information film brought to you on behalf of Advisory Information Films. Today we are going to be telling you about a new invention we have been hearing a lot of buzz about called headphones. It's interesting you say buzz, for they do have a buzz feature. Indeed, as I understand, these new headphones are a manner by which you can take a telephonic device and attach them to your head. Not just one, but two. Put one on each ear. Indeed. With one on either side, you can communicate with more people at once than ever before. Indeed. And if you wish to be on a conference call, they're close enough together, you can put on the speaker function and they can hear each other and then you're in the conference call. Indeed. It's just like being in the conference room. Headphones. The new technology everyone is raving about. You know there's already a thing called, like, headphones? What? Yeah, like, they're just, like, listening to music and stuff, like, just music comes through, they're called, called headphones. It's not a weird mode form of fashioning headphones uh, to your head. I mean, like, sometimes they will have, like, a microphone inbuilt, so, like, you can do phone calls but you're and not, stuff, you're not but they're physically... not literally phones on oh, your head. Oh. Well... I suppose that's another another information of film we've got to scrap in the vault. Indeed. Perhaps we shall use another thing. Or we could just get rid of this one, since he does seem to be causing us confusion. Oh! Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> anyway, headphones. The new technology everyone's raving about. Everybody is raving about the new headphones. Everyone. Everybody. <laughs> You're, um, you're a very badly behaved woman. You forget to put the toothpaste tube back. Yeah, yeah, you're naughty. You you like it when I, I, I leave my hairbrush full of hair on the side in a bathroom or when I brush my teeth on the toilet. Oh, oh. You, you, you should take my clothes off, cause, cause underneath there, that's, that's raw naked person, that is. Yeah, it is. I want to get on top of you and roll around till I sweat a lot, yeah? Ah, uh, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna burp and not turn my face away, cause I'm just, I'm just bad like that. Oh, you are so naughty. You deserve to be 
financially penalised for your naughtiness <laughs> and badness and oh, this is really turning me on. Uh, yeah, same. Yeah, we're good at sexy talk, right? So good at sexy talk. So sexy I'm talk. gonna beat you with this celery. Beat you till you've got z- z- celery bruises on you. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna touch down there. Oh yeah, you touched those toes. <laughs> oh, I haven't washed my feet in a few days. Oh, you absolutely filthy you are. I am. I've been wearing the same socks for a while. The <laughs> 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 fuck. Babe. <laughs> <laughs> So, is it time for them questions? Yeah, I mean, we've got some some big news. I think we should probably not get that out of the way. Okay, so um, <laughs> I think I I think we should um, with that with that really big news. I think we should uh, wait till later. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I suppose we could. No, we'll leave it. Um, <laughs> well, okay. what if we? Nah, we'll leave it. <laughs> uh, so, a uh, good plush friend. Wants to know. Uh, we have questions now, by the way. Yeah. I'm just going to leap into that. Questions. Questions. Good plush friend, which is a great name. Good plush friend. Ah. <laughs> nice stroke. Uh, best breakfast sandwich. Oh, I'm I'm gonna go really simple. Sausage bap. I'm I'm gonna go like sausage bap, little bit of ketchup. <laughs> If you're feeling really, really fancy, maybe when you're like frying up the sausages in the frying pan, fry them in a little bit of sweet chilli sauce, just like a little bit so that it's a little bit coating them, then, you know, just drizzle some ketchup in, sausage bap. What about you? Okay, just assume that everything I say now is preceded by the word vegan, I'm just going to say it how it is. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, it's it's based on something I used to eat years ago, but it's been moved from extra thick sliced bread into uh, a wrap because I'm big on my wraps now. Uh, take yourself a sausage, a couple of slices of um, let's see, probably cheap and bacon. Uh, fry both of those in a little bit of peri peri sauce. Uh, get yourself a couple of um, hash browns getting away in the oven and then cook yourself up some scrambly eggs or eggs in the scrambly style uh, I recommend vegan egg or with a, I think it's hyphenate between the two um, because it's it's probably the most egg-like one that I've seen that's, it scrambles, that it scrambles well as well yeah it, it takes a really long time to cook but it's, it, and it's weird because while it's still hot very often it doesn't look like it's done and then suddenly you take it off and go ah now it has turned into proper <laughs> egg stuff um, but then you shovel that in a, a salad wrap with a little bit of perinase uh, and then and then roll it all up together. That sounds pretty great. Yeah, it's kind of based on the heart attack sandwich that I used to eat when I was <laughs> a bigger compulsive eater than I am now. <laughs> bigger in every sense, quite literally. Um, uh, so it would have been about 17 and probably, yeah, probably about 32, 33 stone. At the time, and that was an entire pack of sausages, an entire pack of bacon, six eggs, uh, all together on the thickest possible toast you can get. Um, I think Hovis used to do like uh, an extra, extra thick toast that was about half, uh, half to sort of three quarters of an inch thick, 
and uh, you do it on on normal bread. You don't uh, like hard fry the the eggs either. You've got to get them a little bit squishy so it all melts when you bite into it. And um, you put that with daddy sauce on one side and thousands thousand island dressing on the other. I mean, it was well called the heart attack sandwich. I'm trying to picture myself consuming that, and I'm like, give me like four days. I won't take two of those in the same day. Like I say, I had an eating you, problem. You, you were once there. There was once more, more of you there. I Considerably. can't. I can't Got imagine how you would prove it. <laughs> pick that in you now. Uh, I don't know if I could. I would probably puke if I tried to eat that much now. But um, yeah, those are good sandwiches. <laughs> What's the next question? Uh, Lauren Carroll wants to know, what's your dream holiday destination? Ooh, so... Uh, I I can tell... I can't tell you the place, um, but I can tell you the kind of thing that I would love to do. So, um, from what I'm aware, Bali is not a terribly great country for trans people to go to. Um, which is, like, why I'm not going to say Bali itself. But I want to find a place that, like... Matches the all the Bali stuff. The matches the, the okay. So what? I I went on a family holiday to Bali years and years ago now, and what I remember of this holiday was all inclusive food and drink in a place where like you could walk five minutes and be on the beach. There was a swimming pool where you could swim up to the bar and still be sat in the water of the swimming pool on like little in the water benches while you had drinks from the bar that was in the pool. Let's see where. Um, yeah, and it was just. Swim around in the sun, enjoy the sun and the heat and the water, and have some drinks and some food and just be very chill. I'm like, that sounds good to me. And, you know, maybe somewhere that you could do that, but also go for, like, some day trip adventures to go, go see a thing, go see a thing. And then some, like, at least half of that trip just spend soaking in some nice weather and just being like, oh, yeah, be lazy together. Hmm. That sounds good to me. does. How about you? Um, you said ideal, it doesn't have to be realistic. So, um, either um, the Imaginarium, from the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. <laughs> um, obviously, Terry Gilliam is an awful person, but still, there was some quite nice high fantasy in that film. Um, alternatively, maybe the Shire from Lord of the Rings. So I guess New Zealand Ooh. would probably do quite nicely. Uh, having been to New Zealand, it's pretty great. And New Zealand is also like fairly okay to trans folks, so they like are, yeah. Okay. yeah, they're pretty like queer. They're LGBT. queer to pleasant strangers. <laughs> pleasant to queer strangers. Pleasant to queer strangers. Um, having been to New Zealand, like I've got family out there. Like, there's people we could go stay with, probably. Um, uh, I, I, the things I remember really enjoying about going to New Zealand, uh, there was a lovely place. I think it was called Rotorua. Mm-hmm. Where they had like these lovely uh, thermal hot springs that were yes. so nice. Um, I went bungee jumping out there. That was pretty great. Nice. There's a lot of lovely countryside to mm-hmm. explore. Lovely weather. Mm-hmm. New Zealand's good. I'd like to go to New Zealand. I've got family out there, but they're, you know, my family, so <laughs> they won't talk to me whether I go there or not. What's um, next on the list? Mm, Bethany Turner would no- like to know what kind of cat smudges. I would say uh, the best kind. Uh, what is that pattern called? A calico? I think. I'm, I'm, I'm going to Google this now. I, I don't. Uh, just a, a cutie, purry floof. 
Uh, yeah. Okay, so she's a calico, which is one of those types where they're like oh, okay. white and black and brown splodges of varying white, kinds. White legs and then sort of black and brown splodges on top. Yeah. Uh, spotted or partly coloured coat is predominantly white with patches of two other colours. Um, it's sometimes called a tortoise shell. Ah, okay. Uh, tortoise shell is the kind. Um, apparently they're like very frequently female. Is that a thing? Um, mm-hmm. oh, um, Male calico cats do exist, but it's one in 3,000. Uh, so m- they're pretty much exclusively female cats. Mm. Which I think I never knew until I googled that then. There we go, we but, learned a thing. Yeah, she's a calico. She's or a tortoise shell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's the snoogly kind. Felis furry cutie poof. She's the kind that likes food. Uh, untold Omen would like to know, What about breakfast at Tiffany's? Um, if you're paying and want to get me a taxi out there, then sure, breakfast at Tiffany's. I will not eat shiny charms out of a lamp, is all I can say about that. <laughs> um, uh, here Anderson would like to know, how do you feel about horror? Do you enjoy horror literature? And what are some pieces of horror that have stuck with you? I enjoy... What's still traumatising you? <laughs> I sometimes enjoy horror. Mm. I have enjoyed horror things in the past. Like, I'm a, I very much enjoyed Until Dawn, which is a good horror game. I enjoyed the first Saw movie quite a lot. Um, the rest of that series just was, like, gore for gore's sake. I have to be in the right mood. Sometimes I will start watching a horror thing and go, this makes me feel too tense and uncomfortable. I'm going to just Wikipedia it and find out how it ends so that the tension's gone and then I can watch it. Mm. It's I'm I'm not always in a mood where I can take the tension, but I sometimes can and enjoy so. Mm. What about you? I used to collect horror movies. Um specifically like B B B movies. Um I had like a whole collection of drama movies. Um I had the first three house movies, the first three Nightmare on Elm Streets. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to read a lot of Clive Barker. I don't know if all of that would necessarily be considered horror, um, but was a big fan of uh, even the sort of kids' book stuff like The Thief of, Thief of Always, which is a really good book. You, you know what? Rumour was they were going to make a film of that. I don't know if it ever you know what books always creeped me out as a kid the goosebumps books never read those there was a bit after my time there was something like genuinely unsettling about the way they did horror because like because they had to be not reliant on blood and gore and murder Mm. they ended up doing yeah doing stuff that was like far more unsettling and creepy imagery where it's like Mm. no 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 we're not gonna like viciously murder them they're just gonna get like dragged away into the darkness by a bunch of mannequins and never seen again as you just get descriptions like all the hands all over their eyes and then nothing just nothing um like i'm a big fan of silent hill um i have uh i'm i I like the silent hill movie especially the the um restless dreams fan edit i enjoyed uh lone survivor which is monumentally creepy in its own way i I watched the horror movie, the like early to mid two thousands horror movie House of Wax, purely because the end credits uh, had "Vampires Will Never Hurt You" by My Chemical Romance was the end credits tune. That was that was an alright horror film. I liked the uh, Haunting on Hill House, the Haunting on All Hill House, the House on the Haunted Hill. Um, like some of the old black and white stuff, the original version of Little Shop of Horrors Ooh. with um, Jack, very young Jack Nicholson in it. Um, <laughs> some of the old Hammer stuff, bits with um, 
uh, Vincent Price, St. Peter Cushing, Christopher <laughs> Lee, like proper old classic horror. And I quite like uh, low budget horror as well, because I think when people are forced to work within certain constraints it makes it more interesting which is why like you said saw the the first saw oh yeah basically that... played as a two-hander is just really tense in its own way yeah it's it's like that first film was a really good film because of its limitations like yeah. occasionally they did like the 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 gruesome trap stuff to like mm. set the yeah. to set the stakes but most of it was you are chained up mm. get out yeah, and the interaction between those two people. Yeah, watching those two people become the villains to each other. Mm. Yeah, that that first film was good. Right, I've, right, I've, yeah. I've watched, I think, everything but Jigsaw and what? I th- I'm sure I watched yeah. Seven. I don't know if Seven was the last. I think it was. Then. I think it was Seven then Jigsaw. I think. Okay, so I've seen everything except for Jigsaw. Yeah, I um, I've watched them and like I want to go back and watch the first one again at some point. Yeah, love a bit of horror. Um, yeah, people should know you like a bit of horror because you do a very good Vincent Price voice. I try to do a little bit of Vincent Price now and again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I do like horror, particularly like Clive Barker stuff. Love Clive Barker books. Have or had uh, most of them at some point. Uh, even the non-horrory stuff, which in many ways, because of uh, Clive's love of. Uh, the dark, the strange, and the sort of BDSM stuff. Uh, Cabal, or the the movie uh, Hel- uh, Night, uh, Nightbreed, absolutely amazing. That you know, perhaps the the it, it's another one of those the human beings with the horror all along. Um, but the 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 darkness, the creature design stuff, that was all really cool, and I very much like those bits. What's next? Uh, what advice would you give someone who is asking for some advice? I would advise them to work out what they want advice on so that they can ask the question they want advice on rather than a question about what question what advice should we give without an actual question. I would give them advice that was relevant to the sort of advice that they were looking for. Indeed. Yeah. Next question. Uh, Luna Faye Quinn would like to know, if you had to pick a recipe to convince someone to go vegan, what would it be? Your vegan chocolate cheesecake. So that was my first thought. And then I thought to myself, person cannot live... By vegan no, cheesecake no. Alone. But here's here's the thing, for me at least, I'm like meals. Ge- generally, your meals are like okay. This is what sustains me. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, this is sustenance. Yes. Treats are where it's like my body is craving a thing that it just really wants, and if it, this craving is not hit, then I'm gonna be oh. sad. And that's why I answer the chocolate cheesecake because that's one where it's like, this is a really good replacement for a thing that I quite often craved. Mm. Like, this proves, hey, outside of just, yeah, you can make a meal that has, like, you know, pasta and nice sauce and soy chunks as replacement for meat and some veg. The vegan chocolate cheesecake is the one that got me where I was like, ah, ah, did not expect this. Ah. See, like like I was saying, I mean, that would be, like, that was my first thought. Like, definitely that one, because it shows people that... It's not all twigs and grass. Yeah, exactly. But the other thing, the the thing that then sort of made me think further than that is, you know, you you can't just live on desserts all the time, much as I may want to. <laughs> I'm looking at you, dummy. Um, like you you need more sort of staple foods. So I would have probably slid on to my lasagna, which is fucking awesome. Oh, that lasagna. Um, especially the way I, I do it with the the garlic bagels, garlic bread bagels. Oh yeah, garlic bread um, bagels. Or one of my curries, maybe, because I've got I, 
quite if, I do quite a good if, curry. If we could do a short list, I'd go that lasagna with the garlic bread bagels. Uh one of your curries, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe a nice pad thai. Ooh, yeah, the um, student pad thai. Yeah. That student pad thai. Um the vegan chocolate cheesecake. And then I might just do like a a snacky selection pat uh, like platter where it's like Okay, here's just Oreos and spi- Skittles and, Skittles and uh, some and salt and vinegar McCoys. And spicy Doritos. Yeah, like, just do a little platter in the corner that's like, here's a bunch of nibbly bits, here's a nice dessert, and here's like three main meals. Yeah, and I think the other thing with, with that is just going, here are all the things that you can still eat yeah, that are that's... commercially available in pretty much any supermarket. Yeah, for, for, me, that, nice. for me that was the thing is like, Finding common things that you can find in any supermarket that I really like and go, oh, I can still have this. Mm-hmm. Like, salt and vinegar McCoys was a really big one recently. Like, like, oh, heck, I can still have those. Up until last year, I would have said Jammy Dodgers. Yeah. Because then... Jammy, everybody likes Jammy Dodgers. And until, I think, the end of last year, they just put whey powder in them for the new improved recipe. Um, I can't tell if it's improved it in any way, but Jammy Dodgers have always been fucking lush, so... You know, why me for it? So mm. that that would be those things. What's next? Uh, Becky Toothill would like to know, what do you wish people would ask you but they never do? Uh, ooh, ooh, tough question. Have you got an answer ready? Mm, it's probably a bit depressing. Go on. I'll do the depressing one and then I'll like, try and lighten this up afterwards. Um, sometimes I think the genuine rather than the more casual, how are you doing? Yeah, like because the... there is there is a difference between hey how you doing to which the answer is yeah I'm good I'm all right <laughs> yeah yeah as opposed yeah. to the sit down look you in the eye and just go how are you doing ah oh fuck now yes. I have to think about my life um to try and turn the mood slightly as I promised I would now I'm like ah so shoot the dark ah it's all good <laughs> I wish people would ask me um. I wish people would ask me, like, in-depth questions about, like, the weird stuff that I'm, like, obsessively interested in sometimes. Because, like, there are things that, like, I am far more interested in than anyone around me. And, mm. you know, it's... Th- this is getting a bit of a depressing answer as well, isn't it? You know, there there are things that I have obsessive interests in that I don't really know people around me who are as obsessively interested in. And I'm like, a bit of me sometimes wishes, like, hey, someone would ask me about, like, Season one and two of Yu-Gi-Oh related minutia, or like not having seen it myself. I mean, I've asked you about Yu-Gi-Oh a few times. Oh, indeed, you, it's... Are, you are a constant font of useful Yu-Gi-Oh information. <laughs> it's 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 one of those things that like I don't know how it would have to be asked, but like in a way that like I wouldn't feel like I was being a burden to be like I'm just gonna spout for an hour about Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Spout away, dear. I like it when you gush at me. <laughs> uh, Jesus Kun would like to know bees. Bees, bees, bees. Uh, I would say yes, please, more of those because they're dying off, bees? and we're all going to starve without them. What's next on the question list? Did you not have a bee? I, 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 bees. Yes, please. I, I, I respond with the clip of, um, what's his face from the Wicker Man sharing about bees. Nicholas Cage? Nicholas Cage was not in the Wicker Man! He was in the remake of the Wicker Man, wasn't he? 
mean the Wicker Man remake? La 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 la, never remade the Wicker Man, la 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 hey, la Hey, hey, that remake is terrible, but there is a great <laughs> scene about bees. They fill his master with bees, he screams about bees. Bees! Bees! Uh, some would like to know, is there a game you play to unwind from work, or other games? So, I, we need to set this up here, because the one for the longest time that I used to do was Guitar Hero. Play Guitar Hero I can get very into like a good zen headspace for Guitar Hero. I used to play a lot of Guitar Hero on PS2. Which, which ones have you got here? Which Guitar uh, Heroes are Guitar Heroes I have here because yeah. I foolishly upgraded from the PS2 to the Wii. <laughs> and I didn't realise. I was like, yeah, I'll get... Um, is it Guitar Hero Classics or Legends, I think? It was oh, basically yeah, yeah. like a, an amalgam of the yes. first two. Um, and I got it on Wii and I was like... I. I sold off my PS2 guitars and my, all my uh, the the PS2 copies because I was trying to get more Wii games. Yeah. Um, and then I found out that actually they've changed all the key- button prompts Aww. on the Wii version. So it was like I used to be brilliant. Uh, you know, Avenged Sevenfold. Do you and... do you have three on the Wii? I think I've got three Legends Classics and. Ooh. Uh, world to and her? have you got more than one controller? I've got you two got... guitars. Oh, I've got rock band as well, and I've oh, got the heck. rock band drums. Oh, in that case, that that's my answer. It's a very good ze- game to like zen out to. Oh. Should we try and do some of that this weekend? Do we really have a free weekend? I think we. Well, I've got to do E three in the evenings. The weekend you're listening to this, I'm Holy having. Fuck, we've got a free weekend. Yeah, no. I know. So this weekend, I've got to work. Like I've got to cover the E three press conferences Saturday and Sunday night. But during the daytime, up until like dinner time, I'm free. Nice. Should we do some Guitar Hero? Heck yeah! Heck, that's oh. our answer question asker. There we go. We do. um. Well, I mean, I had. I, I oh yeah, what's yours? Things. Um, really simple things like simple, mindless, repetitive, or um, like. Easy puzzle games. I play threes a lot. Oh. I do. Uh, I've got a Sudoku game on my on my phone. I I just used. I used. To, it used to be my sort of like five minutes before bed. Get in bed, do a couple of Sudoku, and just pass out. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I used to really zen out to was Minecraft. Oh, I could easily just lose a whole day just mining. And there, there's no great gameplay involved in that. It's like I have gathered resources. Bye. Uh, Peggle. Peggle. Peggle is, is a good, one. Is a good yeah. one for that. Yeah. Um, puzzle games, like games where you're just building jigsaw puzzles. Oh yeah. Um, and and sort of less digital based. Uh, I, I'm quite happy to. Uh, I, f- I find Lego quite relaxing. Yeah, same. Uh, you know, I suppose the same way that you find Gundam's quite relaxing, like. There's instructions, you can sit there and just do the thing, and at the end of it you have something cool looking. But the other thing with Lego is you can sit there and go, I want to do all the things. Which is kind of why I've been looking at organising um, chores, no. because I have something like 20 litres of Lego downstairs. <laughs> and so you... it's easier to cope with and less overwhelming. And just going, here's 20 litres of Lego so, in a paddling pool. Well, well, I agree with you. There is there is a, a lovely switch-off-your-mind joy to just sifting through the paddling pool of Lego and just like, ah, I'll find a thing and make a thing. It'll be great. I also think I'm going to have a, a slightly, probably strange to other people, but I quite like the idea of just sitting down and organising those boxes. 
I'm really into that too, and I could I could definitely get behind that. That'd be a very separate activity to playing with it, though. Yeah, definitely. But I, I think there would be something like really satisfying. strangely satisfying about organising that much. Lego. If we put on like a podcast that we both hadn't listened to yet that we both like, we could totally sit and just like organise Lego for a yeah. bit, or we could start listening to Balance again from the beginning. Oh, I'm just I'm literally listening <laughs> to the finale of Balance today. Okay, well, we, maybe if we there's in, there's enough of of the new arc, uh, the Amnesty arc, that we could probably. Sit down for six hours and just... <laughs> anyway, um, last one. This came in after the end of our time. You know what? I'm going to let let it happen. Uh, Justin Stewart would like to know, uh, what food do you think your favourite game character would like to receive as a gift? Huh. Ignoring whatever they already as canon like. So you couldn't so- say chilli dogs for Sonic. Okay, so my favourite game character, my gut instinct is to say Link. So, what food would I give Link? I would give Link... Hmm. Link grew up in a secluded forest where they... Possibly, depending like, on which Link. Okay, I'm, I'm picturing Ocarina of Time. Link grew up in the Kikiri forest. Because they grew up in a forest, I'm picturing them as a vegan. So I'd bring them that vegan chocolate cheesecake and go, <laughs> Hey, here you go, Link. Expand your food horizons. It's not all twigs and grass, Link. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, the, the, whenever I think of Ocarina of Time, Link, I always think bun. I would eat a bun. Because whenever he holds up the uh, the fairy ocarina, it looks like a tiny bun. <laughs> da, 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 da. I'm holding a bun. Um, I guess, like, recently I've been... I, I, I've had a bit of a takeover. Because my favourite character used to be Link. Now, I kind of think it's Linkle. Mm, here's the thing. <laughs> Linkle is a better character, but I have less em- emotional investment because they've not had a chance to have their own story. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've not been on the same adventures together, but we have been on some adventures. And she she, she marshalled all the cuckoos to, to, to save the Deku tree. And that's pretty damn good in my what you, what, you, what you feed in Linkle? Uh, I'll probably hang out and, and eat, eat popcorn balls, I think. That's and that's of popcorn. That's and that's of popcorn. Yeah, because it's lightweight, so you can still get your action on if you need to break out the, the dual crossbows and bombs and, and start kicking some arrows. So, popcorn with Linko, and then hanging out and saving the day, maybe. Heck! Yeah. I'll get my Lady Link cosplay on. <laughs> do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochial justice! Brochial justice! Brochial justice! Brochial justice! Brochial justice, brochial, brochial justice, warriors and stuff. Oh, how are you, how are you doing today? I'm not, I'm not too bad, Larry. How, how are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing good today. Uh, you, you, anything been on your mind today? Well, you know, much the same as usual. The the general social issues that go on in the world, but uh, the one that's really been rather annoying me is that the, just the, the fact that we're not investing in, in fact, if anything, we seem to be rolling backwards away from renewable energy sources. Oh, oh no, yeah, that's proper terrible, isn't it? Because, like, here's the thing, we, 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 see, we see a bunch of places in the world where there's actually, you know, not so much an issue. Um, certain, some countries in the world produce so much renewable energy they've ended up having to pay people to use more energy because they're producing more energy than they can store but, exactly. you know if you invest properly in, in renewable energy it's like it is the gift that keeps on giving exactly like 
I it's... don't. I just don't see why we're not eat, making more use of it. Well, exactly. It's better for the environment, but I think ultimately it comes down to capitalism, same as always. Oh, indeed. These people who you know lobby to have government not invest in renewable because their livelihood comes from used-up energy. The oil industry. The, there's the. Uh, you know, the oil industry, America seems to be rolling, tr- trying desperately to roll backwards towards coal. I think it was, uh, I was reading this a story this week, and forgive me if I get the country wrong, it was, uh, I think it was Germany. Their entire rail network now is powered by uh, electric power. It's only one of those northern European countries, I simply remember. It's, it's one, of them, one of them sort of European countries. Wind powers their whole tra- their whole rail network, which is funny to me because I just picture fine trains. <laughs> yeah, but, but, windy trains, <laughs> windy nice. trains. But like, it's just proper good though. Like, if you invest in that, you know, that energy, after you re- once you recoup the cost of like setting it up, it's just free power. It is, and, and you know, it's not like it avoids fossil fuels entirely because so create you know fuel cells and so forth things like that there is a certain amount of of uh, of, of uh, petroleum based product that can end up within that manufacturing process but the more of uh, fossil fuels we can leave in the ground and stop producing carbon and just basically trying to destroy the planet i don't know i think it's these people that are trying to gather together as much money as possible while fucking over the world, they they don't they clearly don't care about anything, including whatever generation may come after them, whether it be their own children or anyone else's. Oh, it's all that... about how much money can I get and 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 sit on for eternity. Indeed. Well, here's the thing. It's not like you know today on a personal level I can afford to in, invest in like solar panels for a roof, but it's the thing. If I ever you know come into some money. I'll totally invest some in some renewable energy because absolutely, I need a house first. To be honest, oh, exactly. Well, we, you know, we need to be in a place we're not renting, obviously. Exactly. <laughs> Millennial culture. Who owns property? Yeah, <laughs> no. It's all right. We'll get we'll get solar panels. We we'll just stick them out our window. We could probably do that as renters. Probably, probably, yeah. I know. I need to get those portable ones that go over a backpack and so forth. That could be used for charging the oh, products as you walk around. I've got one. I've got one of them, and it unfortunately. Ooh. I had one. It unfortunately broke, but I did have one where you could use a solar panel to charge your phone. That was a really good investment. That sounds pretty awesome. And you know, the, the, this country certainly has a lot of wind, so uh, more solar, <laughs> more, more, more. <laughs> and, and and even things like uh, wind turbines have got uh, more interesting looking. You know, we've got uh, the the upright ones rather than the the spinny fans. Which people say are, are nicer look at, and if anything, I, I'm told that those ones are actually more. Uh, uh, more efficient, so oh, it's all, all better for it. And but it, it's sad that uh, capitalism is once again is is stifling progress for the sake of uh, uh, more money for them. Well, well, we end up one day in a position of power in this country. We will re- invest in renewable. Yeah, I think we'll probably need a glorious revolution before then. But uh, that's Thursday, right? We've got that organised. Oh, if all works out, uh, yeah. right. I'm, I'm going to put a, put a kettle on. You want a cuppa? Yeah, pop the kettle and we'll have a cup of tea. Perfect, perfect. So, is this that bit where we end the show up? It's our end bit, yeah. So it's been uh, it's been a thing, hasn't it? It has been a thing. Yeah, well, I don't think we've forgotten anything. No, so I don't think there's any big thing we've been teasing. No, we'll, we'll, we'll close the show up then. So, Laura! <laughs> where can we find you? 
You can find me at Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Laura K. Buzz on YouTube. You can find me at kotaku.co.uk, Monday to Friday, 9 to 5. You can also find me on Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast. Sorry. I'm on seasons 3 and 4. They're all self-contained seasons, so if you want to hear the bits with me in, you can start listening to season 3 or season 4, and then there's some more seasons that I'm not in that you should go back and listen to. Oh. What about you? I can be found on stonemonkeyradio.blog, which I keep forgetting to mention. I recently put up my Hyrule's, Warri- Hi- Hyrule's Warriors Hyrule's Warriors Definitive Edition review, and I can also be found as Jane Eris Magnet on SoundCloud, where you might be listening to this, and uh, Maniac Jane Eric on Twitter and YouTube. Yeah. Lovely. Well, with that all said, until next time, be a stranger. Oh yeah, no, we got engaged. Oh yeah, we did that thing. Yeah, we did. Proposed proposed to you on a hill. You did propose to me on a hill in the sunshine. It was beautiful. I I had a bit of a cry and a massive overwhelm for about 20 minutes. But we am back. And I hope you know that I am going to get you back. (laughs) How? I'm also going to propose to you, as I had had told you I was going to months ago. Yes, so there we go. You got in first. <laughs> Nicky Picky. Yes, there we go. Big news! <laughs>